podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC, coming to you a little bit after lunchtime. Apologies for that. But it is Tuesday, there's not a whole lot going on. We are just looking ahead to games to come, and the first game up obviously will be Leicester, and that starts a very busy run for Liverpool. Leicester on Thursday, Burnley on Sunday, Inter Milan on the Wednesday, Norwich on the following Saturday, then it's Leeds midweek, then it's the League Cup final against Chelsea. Then it's Norwich in the Cup. Then it's West Ham at home. Then Inter away. And then Brighton away in the league. So that's a substantial run of games. I believe it's 10 games in 33. It's more than that. What am I talking about? It is 11. No, it is 10 games. Sorry. Counting is hard for me today. It is 10 games in about 33 days. And when you look at it, it's actually quite a favourable schedule. Leicester, not good this season. They're coming into this game, they're going to have quite a few injuries. They're not in good form. I can't imagine the mood in the camp is very good after their defeat to Nottingham Forest at the weekend. I wouldn't imagine morale is very high, considering the manager threw the players under the bus. So that's a game that we should be looking to win. Burnley are bottom of the league. That's a game we should be winning. Inter Milan will be difficult. They are a good team. They are top of Serie A. But they're certainly not unbeatable. I don't think they're as good as they were last season under Antonio Conte. They lost at the weekend against Inter Milan, against AC Milan rather, in the Milan derby. They're only one point clear at the top. They do have a game in hand. They don't have Lukaku. They don't have Hakimi. Those were immense players to them last year. Nicolo Barella is suspended for both games. So that's a big, big win for us. That's a game we can go and beat them at the San Siro and leave ourselves in the position that when the return leg comes around on the 8th of March, we're going to be potentially able to rest some players. We may not have to play a full-strength team at home. I don't like this three-week gap between legs of a Champions League tie. It, It doesn't sit well with me, but it is what it is. And we should all be confident that we will go through against Inter. Then we play Norwich. They're currently fourth from bottom. I think it's a safe bet that they'll be in the bottom three by the time we play them. Then they play. Le- then we play Leeds. Leeds have been awful this season. Then it's Chelsea in the League Cup final. That will be tough. That will be tough. There's no question that will be tough. But again, it's a game we can win. We know we're better than Chelsea. We do know that we're better than Chelsea. And if we have everybody fit, there's no reason we can't go and win that game and bring home some silverware. 
Again, Norwich in the Cup, we should beat them. West Ham at home will be difficult. Obviously, they're fifth in the league right now. They could be anywhere from fourth to seventh by the time we play them. Then Inter at home, that second leg. And then Brighton away. Brighton away will be tough. But we've got a pretty good record against Brighton. And I would fancy us to go there and win that game. And then there's a week break before United. But that run of 10 games can be season-defining for us. Get us through to the quarterfinals at the FA Cup. Win a bit of silverware. Most importantly, win that silverware. Then get through to the next round of the FA Cup. Get through to the last eight of the Champions League as well. And maintain a charge on City. Where they're not just walking away with the title. Where they are forced to play at a high level themselves. Because any slip-up gives us a chance. That Leeds game, that's our game in hand. Win that, we're only six points behind. And if we win all our games and they win all their games, then by the time we play them on April the 9th, a win for Liverpool will put us only three points behind them. And there'll be six games left in the league and they will know that they can't afford any slip-ups. In all likelihood, we'll have a superior goal difference to them. If we win our game in hand, if we match their results, and then we beat them, we'll have a superior goal difference. So they can't afford any slip-ups at all. And they'll know that. It just is a matter of Liverpool finding an extended run of form that we know this squad are capable of. And for the first time in I don't know how long, we don't have any injuries. Everybody is fit and available. The only person who will not be Available to play against Leicester is Sadio because he's still in Africa celebrating in Senegal after the incredible triumph of the AFCON. But he'll be back for Burnley. Mo is back. Divock is back. Alisson and Fabinho are back. We'll be ready for that game. Joe Gomez and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, they're over their COVID now, so they're expected back in training today or tomorrow. Whether, the, whether they'll be risked against Leicester, I don't know. But they'll be ready for Burnley. And we will have everybody available for the first time in who knows how long. And what that means is that we've got the best goalkeeper in the league and a good backup. We've got the best right back in the league. We don't have a backup for him, and that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. We've got the best centre-back in the league and a good backup in Joe Gomez. We've got... Another one of the better centre-backs in the league in Joel Matip and a very, very good backup for him in Ibu Kanate. Best left-back in the league, or top two anyway, and a good backup for him. The best holding midfielder. We don't, we don't have a good backup for him, but we've got players that can fill in. The best controlling midfielder in the league in Thiago. Potentially two good backups for him in Naby and Curtis if he continues to develop. On the right-hand side, you've got Jordan Henderson and Harvey Elliott, and Oxlade-Chamberlain. That's very strong. That's really strong in the midfield. I personally would like to have one more defensive-minded player in there. But I think that and the, the backup right-back is all this squad actually needs right now. Is two players to be basically perfect. Basically perfect. Up front, we know we've got five elite options now. Salah, Mane, Jota. Diaz, Firmino. Then you've got Gordon, Minamino, Origi. 
Oxlade Chamberlain also an, an option in attack. Like that's the type of squad that really could do something special with two additions. And no one's talking about big additions or anything for the summer. Backup right back, one good midfielder. And if everybody stays, that's all we need. Especially if we add Carvalho, who'll just be another great option in attacking midfield and in the front three. We're in such a strong position right now that it really is a promising time to be a Liverpool fan. Again, as it has been for the last few years. Cup final to come, FA Cup, favourable draw, Champions League, favourable draw. Like all kinds of possibilities for us this season. Yes, we, we could still win the league. Stranger things have happened. We could win the Champions League. That wouldn't be strange. We've done it recently. There's nobody you would say is better than us in the competition. You know, PSG have some great players, but they've got big flaws. Bayern, I think, are one of the few teams on our level. Real, they're very good. I don't know that they're as good as us. If we have everybody, I think we beat Real. Nobody else from Spain is worth considering. And then you're just looking at Premier League teams, and only two of them really, Chelsea and Manchester City. Does anyone fancy either of them to beat us over two legs? Because I don't. I don't think either of them beat us over two legs. Atletico Madrid won't beat us over two legs, not this season. So who else is there? Bayern are the one team out there that I would say could beat us over two legs. But just as easily, we could beat them. I think it's us, Bayern and City are the three most likely to win the Champions League this year. And if we can avoid them in a draw and they can knock off each other, oh, all the better. Absolutely all the better. So this is shaping up to be an exceptional end of season for us. We've got 16 games left in the league. One in the League Cup. Potentially four in the FA Cup. And then from there, you'd be looking at seven in the Champions League. That's 28 games potentially left this season. And it could be a hell of a lot of fun with a hell of a lot of silverware coming our way. If this squad is fit, if everybody's available, who beats us? Ask yourself that question. Who beats us? I don't think anybody does. If Thiago and Fabinho play the majority of games, and I do wonder if Klopp will try and keep Thiago for Champions League games more so than league games, depending obviously on how the Premier League is shaping up. But if Thiago and Fab play, we don't lose. We win every game. Virgil is getting better and better. I think Salah's going to come back with a big point to prove. Mane's coming back on a high. Firmino's got new motivation. There's another body there for him to compete with. Same with Sadio. Same with Jota now. And Jota's obviously in great form this year. But Mo is the only definite starter in that front three. There's two for each of the other positions. Jota and Bobby through the middle. Mane and Diaz on the left. Jota's obviously an option on the left as well. But the great thing about this front line is Mo can play two positions. 
Bobby can play two positions because he can play as an eight. Jota can play all across. Sadio can play all across. And I think Diaz could probably play all across if you asked him to. I think he could play through the central, the central role. I think he could play from the right, and obviously he's best on the left. So lots of options for Klopp. Lots of ways for him to tinker with things. He could shift the formation again if he wants to. He could try and play four up front in some games and just go and wreck teams and still have a quality option off the bench, which he hasn't had in the past. Plus, you've got Tacky in good goal-scoring form this year. Divock only ever really wakes up around this time of year. So, you know, if the silver were to be won, you know Divock will be somewhere in the vicinity. And then the midfield is looking better. Defence looks good. Yeah, all things considered, it's a, it's a really exciting time. To move around the main Liverpool websites, Jurgen Klopp confirms Mo Salah plan for Leicester. No chance for Sadio Mane, obviously. Mane will be back for Burnley, there's the hope. When Liverpool defied comprehension with thunderous 20-minute Arsenal blitz, one of the great performances under Brendan Rodgers was that day at Anfield where we absolutely annihilated Arsenal where Suarez put in probably the best performance I've ever seen by someone who didn't score a goal in a game and he nearly broke the the, the goalpost as well uh, Coutinho was sensational Sterling was great Sturridge was great Skirtle scored twice which <laughs> kind of says it all uh, we were outstanding that day, but that 20 minutes was just phenomenal. This is a great piece, and I highly recommend everybody read it. It's called Sadio Mane, The Boy from Bambale and Humble Genius. It's by Dan Club, and I do think everybody should go and read that piece there. It's very, very good, really well written, some really good details in it. And I have to say, Sadio, great player, even better human being, like, the more you hear about things that he does and he never seeks limelight for, like all the charitable work he does in his homeland when he had the concussion or the suspected concussion during the, the AFCON and was in the hospital, there was a girl there who'd suffered bad injuries and her family couldn't afford the medical bills and Sadie was paid the medical bills. Just without being asked, just that's what he does, you know. He's never, ever taken for granted what a fortunate position he's in. And um, I, I just think he's such a good guy. Um, Liverpool were in contact with championship side Reading towards the end of the January transfer window, but knocked back a couple of loan bids for their players. That is according to the Reading manager. Uh, I'm not sure who the players are. Reese Williams was one of them. Uh, but Reese obviously is sticking around because Nat has gone. And it appears the other one may have been Leighton Clarkson. Surprised that Leighton Clarkson wasn't loaned out to Reading. Maybe Liverpool didn't want him being involved in what could be a relegation scrap over the second half of the season after a fairly disappointing, uh, disappointing loan. Brendan Rodgers embarrassed by Leicester ahead of Liverpool trip. This is obviously off the back of their... 4-1 defeat at the hands of Nottingham Forest. Um, Brendan Rodgers embarrassed himself, not so much anything else. Uh, crazy scenes as Sadio Mane joins trophy parade with AFCON teammates. If you haven't seen these pictures, it is amazing. You want to talk about being hero-worshipped. The, the scenes in Senegal 
when when the national team came home with that trophy were amazing absolutely amazing history made and Sadio front and center you have to love it uh no no new injuries Jurgen Klopp's fitness update ahead of 10 yeah 10 games in 33 days that's what it is if I read that first I might not have stumbled over my words um Owen Beck was sent off as Liverpool's uh, youngsters lost to to Leeds. He's a talented player, though. He is he is one that might be worth keeping an eye on. Uh, Rian Brewster, bad news for former Red Rian Brewster. He is having or has had season-ending surgery on a hamstring issue. Um, it hasn't really gone very well for Rian since leaving the club. He's moved to Sheffield when Sheffield United obviously for 26 million. Fair to say they were expecting a bit more bang for their book. Only only four goals in 46 games across all competitions. He has struggled to hold down a first team spot, but uh, he's still very, very young and there's still more than enough time for him to find his best and get get back to scoring the goals that we know he's capable of. He showed it at Swansea. He showed it all through the youth ranks. And um, a very talented player. A very, very talented player. Three Liverpool loanies debut, but Nat Phillips on the wrong side of giant killing. Nat Phillips was awful in that game. Uh, Nico Williams also made his debut for Fulham. They got their bottoms smacked by Manchester City, but that's no surprise at all. Um, he he is there purely to convince Fabio Carvalho to stick the course and make the move to the mighty Reds in the summer. And um, Yaros, the young goalkeeper, has gone on loan to Notts County, obviously, after a great spell with St. Patrick's Athletic. And um, he made his debut against Grimsby, though it ended in defeat for him. But he's someone that the club seemed very, 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 very positive about. He's someone with a with a very high reputation, a very good reputation. Um, who else was on loan? Seth Vanderberg, obviously, is playing brilliantly for Preston. He's having an absolute storm of a season. He may well be the one that steps back in as the backup right back next year, with the way he's playing. But obviously, long term, the plan will be for him to play uh, play centre back. Jake Kane is on loan at Newport. He got ninety minutes against Forest Green. Ben Davies back from injury. In the Sheffield United team, played all 90 against Birmingham. Paul Glatzel on loan at Tranmere. That boy's just had so many, so much bad luck with injuries. But he did play 90 against Barrow. Ben Woodburn, I forgot he was on loan at Hearts. He played 17 minutes against Rangers. Adam Lewis is on loan at Livingston. He played 46 minutes against Aberdeen. Louis Longstaff, also up in Scotland at Queen's Park. Played uh, 68 minutes and got an assist against Falkirk. Falkirk. Uh, Yaros played 90 against Grimsby and saved a penalty. And Anderson Arroyo is at Mirandes and he played all 90 against Huesca. So, yeah, lots of players on loan and hopefully it's it's doing them good, whether that's to help them come back to Liverpool as better players or to you know gain value to be sold on. On to Liverpool.com. Liverpool dream transfer this summer can hand Jurgen Klopp, ideal Trent Alexander-Arnold cover. Kyle Duncan is a young right-back uh, who has said that Trent is basically 
someone he greatly admires, but he is a Liverpool fan and Liverpool is his dream. 24 years of age, recently moved to Oostend in Belgium after catching the eye in the MLS. And he has told the Belgian club's official website he dreams of a future move. That's not really what you want to do when you've just made a move is start telling them I want to go play somewhere else. Uh, 24, 5'10". He's been in Europe before. He was in France for a couple of years. Uh, didn't get much traction there, but he was only a kid. He's been first choice right back for the New York Red Bulls. He's got one cap for his national team. They've obviously got some depth at fullback anyway. I'm not sure it's a dream that will come true for the lad, but you know, you never know. If he keeps playing well, then maybe, maybe it's something that will be be looked at. Um, more on Liverpool.com there about Sadio, so you can check that out. Fabio Carvalho just passed the same transfer test as Luis Diaz as Liverpool get Man City sealed. So yeah, he played he played quite well, Carvalho, and did score a goal. Um uh, Liverpool should exploit Borussia Dortmund turmoil to seal blockbuster Jude Bellingham transfer. I mean, if we had the chance to sign Jude Bellingham, I, I think we would all be thrilled if he arrived. I just don't see them selling him this year. I think he'll stay till next summer, 2023, because they're going to sell. They're going to sell Haaland this summer. Um, Liverpool and Jude Bellingham is the transfer that won't go away. Dortmund are not doing badly, but the full story is different. It is different. If you watch Dortmund play, they're not particularly good. They got beaten 5-2 at home by Bayer Leverkusen. On the weekend, they were just absolutely rinsed. Absolutely rinsed. And there's a great thread on Twitter by Archie Rintut. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name. If not, apologies to Archie. But he's a great follow. And, um, yeah, he made a lot of sense what he said about the the flaws in the squad and, and poor moves that have been made. Obviously, Michael Zork is stepping down this summer. And um, that's a big blow. He's been in, in charge a long time, but maybe too long. Maybe too long. You know, but there's a couple of players there that look like they should be getting a lot more minutes than they have been. Gio Reyna is one, Mukoko, the young striker, is another. But they haven't been getting the minutes this season, and maybe their players Liverpool could look at as well if there is to be some sort of upheaval at Borussia Dortmund. On AnfieldIndex.com, we have two new articles, both excellent, absolutely excellent. So the first one is obviously by the machine, Stephen Smith. And it's called Harvey Elliott, The Right Stuff. Do check that out. Very, very good. And then there is an excellent piece by young Daniel Rhodes, which basically breaks down a lot of what the guys talked about on the Under Pressure podcast in terms of the statistical profile of Diaz compared to Mo Salah at Roma. So do check that out. It is very, very interesting. If you haven't listened to that Under Pressure pod, maybe stats isn't necessarily your bag, but do go and give that one a listen. It's really, really good. Uh, so that's there as well. Podcast-wise, the new rival recon is up, and that is Harry Setti and Jordan Blackwell of Leicester City Football Club Live. Uh, really good guy, good follow on Twitter. Give that a listen. Harry's always great. There's the new Mulby on the spot. Trev and the legend that is Jan Mulby. 
There is an Under Pressure, a new one, entitled Three Footed, uh, which is a look at the Cardiff game and a look ahead at the schedule. And then there is the latest Media Matters, Fabio Carvalho, the one that got away. Uh, Nina Kauser joined by Peter Rutzler from The Athletic. To He's the, the Fulham correspondent, really nice guy. Uh, do give that one a listen. Peter gives you some more insight in, in terms of you know stuff that maybe hasn't been reported or at least hasn't been reported on the Liverpool end of things. Do check that one out. So loads of new pods up. Obviously, everything's available now for free. If you want the pods without ads and you want that quicker release and you want the option to listen in live when pods have been recorded, that's where Anfield Index Pro comes in. Four ninety nine a month. If you do the annual subscription, it comes in about €3.33 a month. It is a bargain for the quality of stuff that's there. There's a new AI Scouted recorded today, having a look at the Leicester game. That will be up probably by the time you listen to this. And we've got loads and loads more to come. We are going to start ramping things up to new levels here on Anfield Index and uh, you should all get on board because it, enough is enough. It is time for us to once again re-establish ourselves as the uh, the preeminent Liverpool podcast and service. So hope you're with us for the journey and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.